We're rolling. All right, here we are. Uh, damn. Yo, I'm Louie. I'm Oscar. Um, we're here at the... Uh, abandoned pool. In the <laughs> abandoned pool. Right by the LA Bridge. And we're going to eat sandwiches. We're going to eat these sandwiches. Them. These are sandwiches from the Little Jewel of New Orleans in Chinatown. It's a... It's a talked about sandwich spot, right? I've heard a lot about it. It's a talked about sandwich spot. And uh, we're opening up our sandwiches right now. Louis paranoid that we're going to get jacked for the camera and the recording device. We have uh, the camera. We have a camera mounted right now on a park garbage can. This is the kind of this operation is real. we're running. And we also got a green screen because, you know, this is high budget. So um, also, this is a collaboration between Art Tracks, which some of you may have heard, um, which is a show where I interview artists and we talk about music and art. So today I'm interviewing Louis. Yeah, and this is my podcast, which is a podcast um, where I just do whatever fuck I want because I hate having a podcast. So, so it's a, it's a, we're finally uh, joining forces. We're jo- it's called, uh, we're expanding our branding. Yeah, branding expanding. That sounds good, man. Any, you know, anything that rhymes, always good for a brand. So this is a sandwich that has french fries in it, and mushroom gravy, veganase, lettuce, and tomato. Basically, well, and pickles. It's not a healthy vegetarian sandwich. Well, Oscar just got a, a vegetarian sandwich. Just any, It's a New Orleans-style restaurant. Just to get any kind of vegetarian sandwich from a New Orleans-style restaurant is kind of unheard of. And the person who runs it, he, uh, I guess he was a vegan once upon a time, so he's... Um, He's gonna make more vegan options. So it's French fries is in the sam are in the sandwich. French fries are in the sandwich. All right, and I'm eating shrimp. So I'm not a vegetarian. French shrimp is my favorite food. So we're gonna it's, a, it's we're gonna do it's like a live tweet except there's no tweets involved. First hashtag Louis. It's a live eat. Live eat. What do you think about that sandwich? So far so good. I mean it's not traditional that's for sure. Traditional as in you've had po' boys from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting my, my uh, napkin situation sorted out here. It's good. I confirm that it's good. It's a good sandwich. Hell yeah. Louise can be a tough critic, so I think we're, we're happy here. Delicious. Shrimp is fried up in some kind of batter. Like a corn batter or some shit. This french fry sandwich is as good as a french fry sandwich could ever be. Y'all want to try it? Try it. Here you go. Don't eat over the mic. No, no, don't eat over the mic. Take a bite. It's good. It's good. I'll tell you, man. If it wasn't for mushrooms, the vegetarians would be way worse off. Mushrooms kind of hold it down, man. You got a lot of flavor. Mushroom is an important part of my diet. It's so tasty. Mm. Man, imagine you were vegetarian and you hated mushrooms. You'd be fucked. I know some people who are vegetarians. We don't like mushrooms. What do they like? What do they eat? I mean, there's a lot of vegetables in the vegetable kingdom. True. I'm just saying, like, there's nothing that's really hearty. There's nothing that's like a natural vegetable yet meat substitute. Like, all the other meat substitutes. Avocado. Uh, it's kind of hearty. It's more mushy than hearty, man, to be honest. I'm thoroughly enjoying my sandwich. Little jewel of New Orleans in Chinatown. I got a tiny packets of Cristal hot sauce to keep it authentic. My hands are messy. I'm eating alive on camera. Something I usually don't like doing. 
so people, it is weird that we like kind of like tend to go on dates and eat food because it's kind of like a nasty process, right? In general. That's true. Mm. Dates are weird, anyway. <clears throat> I was, I did, you know, I tried the OK Cupid thing for approximately uh, two or three months. How'd it work out? It was terrible, but it was kind of cool. How many dates you go on? Two. How many girls did you holler at via the site? Well, I didn't really holler at many people. Are you waiting for them to hit you up? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, that's your problem. I know. But also, I mean, I was... I'm still dreaming of, like, a... Some kind of dating app that would be, like, queer-friendly. Well... Which, okay, Cupid is not. But it's much whatever. Now... I know, well, me and Oscar have known each other for, like, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Since high school, basically. 20 years. But, and I hate to ask you this, but I still am a little bit vague on this thing. You're not gay, you're queer. What is that? Just to be blunt. Um, I think, you know, the definition is one of those things that changes with who, where, with who you talk to. I'm talking to you. What does it mean to you? No, no, that's what I'm saying. So, for me... Mm-hmm. I identify as queer because I, uh, I'm attracted to anything, anyone, anybody. Um, really? Yeah. I but I, t- I tend to, but I tend to be attracted more to femme, feminine presenting people. That's not always the case, but that's usually where I'm at. But also just in general as a person, I, I don't feel comfortable with any other label. So... It's the only label that so I like. So more of a political statement than a, a statement of preference? Well, I was talking about uh, this with someone yesterday, and it's like, I don't necessarily need to have my body be politicized by these other words that exist outside of myself, but if I had to pick a word, queer is the only word that I like. You sleep with men? Well, right now. You don't think that this is... It's a game killer to not let people know where you stand in this world of where you want to know if you like. I mean, if you're... Look, I get there's all this politics and all these points of view with the whole thing. If you don't want to talk about this, we can erase this from a podcast or whatever if you're uncomfortable. That's fine. But, um, you know, yeah, there's all this politics behind it and all these worldview and things like that and, and all that. But then there's the dating world. You just kind of want to know on a very bottom line, like, is this person going to find me... <laughs> And whatever gender I might be, attractive. And so by making it vague for people, when it really isn't that vague, you like women, you sleep with women. Right. Don't you think it's it's confusing? But here's the thing. That is not... It's a problem for people who only exist in the binary systems. But for people who live outside the binary systems... But you don't live outside the binary systems because you sleep with women. So you're not even bisexual. No, but I've slept with all kinds of different people who are not all identified as women. Oh, you slept... I just asked you if you slept with dudes. You asked me if I'm sleeping with dudes right now, which I'm not. I said you sleep with dudes? Well, not now. Well, right now we're sitting on the yeah. steps by a band and pulling And that's what I'm saying, like... I, for me... I have slept with dudes. Yeah, well, for me... The whole... I, the, what you... So why aren't you bisexual, then? This is a good question. Because bisexual only denotes that there's two things that you can like. 
so bisexual is cool it's a good word it's fine but there are things that are beyond just a binary system of bi of one and two there's people that are not either a or b that are not just male or female there are people that are beyond that spectrum so if you like all kinds of people beyond mm -hmm. that spectrum then you can be and here's where it gets starts to get confusing you can be pansexual well, can, that means or, like or you can be queer yeah but pansexual means like animals too right no pansexual does not mean animals are you sure i'm pretty sure ma'am i think pansexual is only humans because like pan you know pan is half goat pan the flute player so if you like to have sex with people that are half goat <laughs> all right all right then yeah okay Good point that's not real that's not real, but maybe actually. I mean, pan just means all, right? Pan just means all. Yeah. So I mean, that's down for whatever. Yeah. So that's, so in other words, bisexual is a good word. It can be a good word, but also at the same time, that word is kind of limiting, and denotes that there's only two kinds of people you can love. Have you dated any trans people? Yes. Um, like hooked up with or dated? Um, dated for a little bit. But they turn out to be a racist, and that sucks. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's that's it's real life. <laughs> so they were super cool and liberated, except for the racist part. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't date racists. Um, well, how about that? So that is true. Like about in gay culture, I've heard a lot. People complain. Like on one hand, you think it'd be super liberal and accepting of everything. And sometimes it can actually be kind of racist. Have mm -hmm. you ever come across that a lot? Mm. Like more racist than tip than usual, actually, is what I've heard. Well, I mean, luckily my queer community here in LA is has people, a lot of people of color, a lot of Latin people, a lot of Latin men specifically. So, Latin men could definitely hate black people. I there's a that. lot of racism. There's yeah. a lot of racism. <laughs> but in my community, I don't. I don't think we're we're pretty chill because we're a mixed bag. And yeah, I see what you're saying. We're also all pretty into being anti-racist. I'd say we're all into that. Not just passively, uh, whatever on racism, but we're like anti-racist. How did this trans person reveal their racism to you? Mm. They referred to like a group of people as illegals. You know, they were using terms like that. They were trying to put a blanket statement on that, like, all Latin workers were illegal. All, like, you know, uh -huh. for example, like, construction workers or whatever. In this case, it was about construction workers. So, yeah, basically, this person was just saying a lot of racist generalizations. Mm. But, you know, whatever. It's over. I'm actually seeing someone now who's amazing and super cool and anti-racist and well also she, identifies as queer she does? yeah is she trans? uh no huh so she got that? so this thing that I thought it was like there's like a lot of people that identify as trans as, as, as queer now that aren't like I wish there was a way to say like I don't know. I think the word you're looking for is there's a word that's used in this context, which also gets tricky, but is the word cis, C-I-S. Yeah, I know about that. Right? Oh, man, look at this. I'm drinking that real ginger ale. You into this stuff? I'm allergic to ginger. I'm going to drink water now. There's a ginger and pineapple. 
Man, keep you out of the tropics, huh? I'm never taking your ass to Jamaica. I know, I can't have, I can't have pineapple. But, I, but, <clears throat> so you can be a cis male or female. Cis means, well, why don't you say what cis means? I mean, I know. Well, again, all this mentioned. stuff gets really tricky. But cis means that you, and see, I'm going to probably say it wrong, but it's the, the gender that you were assigned at birth. You have a relationship with that where you agree with that assignment. It's also about, like, the body part that you have. But this gets all tricky because gender is really a thing that has been constructed and created by society. See, I don't know if I really agree with that. I seem to, I think that there's, like... I mean, I know at this point it's, like, not something to disagree with. But you know what? What's kind of weird is, look, because of our age... You know, we both graduated from college, what, early 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. And I think this stuff really hit colleges and, and all this gender theory and queer theory and all this stuff came, like, right after us, right? Mid-2000s, actually. I almost feel like, I mean, it only missed it by a couple of years, but I've, I feel aged out of it. I've talked, I've talked about this with like uh, women I dated that are that are younger than me, where this stuff is like when they went to college, this was all about that kind of stuff, you know. And I guess I just don't, I don't know. I guess to me, I feel like there's like, um, I think queer theory's actually been around for a long time. Yeah, but it became popular and like and and mainstream. At some point, as far as acad- in academia, <clears throat> as far in academia, but it, there's been writings for a long time. Sure, for decades. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of crossed over. This, I, I mean, the idea that that there's like to put an under an other on gender that's within the last few years. Okay, you know, what I mean, these are ideas that are, are gaining widespread popularity now, which is which is important because yeah. we live in a in a society where having to only live. In a bifurcated system of male female is not enough because there's all kinds of expressions on the planet. I think that's true. Yeah. But I also, I guess what I, I there's a, I mean, a few things about it. One is like how like, you know, because I'm a stand-up, so I work with language. So it seems like it seems very, um, and I get it. You got You got to comedy people. And just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you know it's, it's anything like that. But it's, it just becomes hard to talk about anything. When there's no longer, when there's all these things, especially when our language is constructed around gender, around things like that. Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I li- we're lucky we don't even have uh, so many um, gendered words like in Spanish and other Latin languages, right? I mean, that yeah. would make it even more confusing. That would make it know? more confusing. No, I mean, it's already pretty confusing. You know, and I feel like, I don't know. Well, I mean, but I think this this is the challenge that we are currently living in is we are challenging our language our language was created at a time and I'm talking about speaking English speaking you know English has been around for a long time it's also been it's been around since a lot of terrible things have existed on the planet so our language hasn't caught up to where we are developing as a people so that's what's happening right now these words are challenging to us because they challenge the the the, the dualities we've been told are the only things that we that we can believe in exist. So we're we're in a time where I think it is going to be a headache. It is going to be tough to talk about this stuff on all sides. But that's part of the deal. It's because we're learning and we're learning guess, new languages. I'm we're learning saying, a I way guess, to transform our language. I guess what I'm saying is like I don't think there's anything wrong with us being challenged and for you know to do all these things that you're saying. I guess what I'm saying is because because it goes along with. Again, this is something I confront with, with doing comedy and stuff like that. People are always so worried about offending somebody or worried about saying the wrong thing. But I guess I just I just wish there was like I feel like there's this there's this 
thing, like on this on super left, on you know, on super left is like to attack someone whenever their language is is improper. And I'm saying like, like you just said, this is a language that's been around thousands of years. You know, thousands and thousands of years. This is the way everyone's learned how to speak. Maybe it should be a little less. Maybe people could be less. Just like they don't want to be judged for them, they shouldn't judge people by their language all the time. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. <clears throat> well, I don't think anyone. Ju- I think judging is a weird thing, anyway. But yeah, but people are always getting up. Like of course, I mean, yeah. that's what you you said. But I do think you said that. Like, and I'm not even saying this is a good example. But right. I'm saying, for example, like, and I don't know where I draw the line on this because I definitely feel like with I don't know. I, I, it's weird. There's been like so. There's everything's been. Uh, people seem to be so. Um, uh, anxious to attack and pounce on someone for saying the wrong thing. All of a sudden, I find myself defending people that I would never defend ordinarily. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I'm just like I just because I guess it's a. Uh, does that make sense? Well, I mean, I like, think. For, I, go ahead. For example, the Patricia Arquette thing that happened at the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, it was cool that she took time on well, TV. Wait, let's say what she did first of all. So, so in her speech. In her speech on the stage. On the stage, she says it's like. This is time. It's time for women's rights and et cetera, et cetera, right? For equal pay. Equal pay for women. Right. And then afterwards, in interview, she was like, "It's time for you know we women stood up for like uh, uh, gay rights and for uh, uh, different rights for for different mi- people of color. Did you say people of color? I don't know. She what said she something used. where she made it. She, her words got really weird in her post post winning interview. Well, her, her words seemed to be about like like um, <clears throat> what's it called? Like, it's, we, we stood up for all these other people's time. They stood up for us. Right. This kind of a thing. And not including, which seemed to exclude, like, uh, women. It seemed to exclude uh, 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 gay people or people of color from the women's movement anyway. When there's plenty of women and people of color in that movement is the issue, We've been right? integral to that yeah. movement since yeah. the beginning of that movement. Yeah, from day one, yeah. for sure. So yeah. she, she kind of tripped over her words. But here's the thing, right? Um, <clears throat> in regards to what we're saying... There was a lot of people that went after her after what she said on on the Oscars. Uh-huh. And here's the thing: I think just because she said something cool doesn't mean that we still aren't allowed to be critical of the things that she might have forgot to say or the words that she used. Now, here's the thing: I think sometimes when we get critical about each other, and in especially in our day and age, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets out of hand. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. It's actually difficult, but. I, I'm not asking for that criticality to go away. I'm not asking um, people to not call me or someone else on the shit they do. As a comedian, I understand it's incredibly difficult because if people start calling you on everything, you won't get a, you won't get any jokes done. Right? It's not only that people keep calling you, but that people. What I've been saying is that like, it's one thing if I say something that's offensive, but people are so concerned that things might be offensive that they're not even processing what you're saying. You know, what I mean, people are putting up walls to comprehension. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And, and a lot of... And what I've been saying is that, like... And I hate to use the word politically correct, but I don't know how to do this. A lot of this stuff is, like, it's about... It's a, it's about... It's about empathy, right? I'm saying, let me think about how someone else would feel if I use these words, right? You know, that's what that's you're saying. Like, consider someone else's point of view. Consider someone else's point of view. Consider that your point of view is not the only point of view. And then there's other things we, we can take into that. Consider that as two people who are... Um, were were assigned to be men at birth and who live our lives I would say mostly as men although I do do gender non-conforming things quite often sure. but we have a lot we, we are very 
uh, privilege in our in this society because you and I walk and talk and do whatever we want, and no one's ever really bugging us. Maybe they bug us sometimes, right? But yeah. But for the most part, we're very lucky. We're very privileged. We're yeah. very special for that. Yeah. Um, there are people who are born and are assigned a gender that does not belong to them that they don't want, right? Yeah. So their life is their lives are going to be different. So their the words that they use to describe themselves, the words that they use to describe the world in which they live in is going to be different and there's going to be moments when our two descriptions are going to butt heads with each other sure because of our lived experience right so i so i think it's it's about empathy it's, a, it's well, here's, also, here's what I, here's it's also i think along with empathy i think it's also about understanding where you are coming from with your experience uh-huh. and how sometimes our experiences make us uh make it hard for us to understand other people's experiences so sometimes all these that is empathy that's empathy that's what empathy is yeah so here's my thing is that I think all this like uh word policing word policing okay is almost like empathy for sociopaths like instead of thinking about what someone's actually means and putting yourself in another person you just have this list like you're a robot that can't understand feelings and you end up with this list of words that are bad and if someone dare to use this word that means they're they're a bad guy and if right. someone uses this word then they're a good guy do you know what I mean right. and, it, and it, you know what I mean that's not empathy that's the opposite of empathy that's like that's like shortcuts to actual critical thinking and actu- actually trying to put yourself in someone else's place do you know what I mean yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's just it's again it's the complications of dealing with a language that is uh, is limited. We're we're basically I, I I would say that in the last and I would say it's probably in the, since since the civil rights movement, but probably more than that. But in the last fifty years, right, sixty years, um, we are we're still in a we're still transforming our culture, so. Word policing gets annoying and gets crazy, but it also has to be part of the deal because we have to check people who don't know that they're fucking up because they're too... Well, think about that. that. No one treats it like these people. They're, they're like... People are like... Can't believe that they would say... That some people would say certain offensive things where it's like... When exactly they don't know that they're fucking up. Right. So, and, but a lot of time they don't know what they're fucking up because they've never had to consider the privileges or the power that they innately have. Yeah. And that when and you understand that. I know you understand yeah. that. I know I, we understand that. Both we have family members that were immigrants that yeah. were poor. Sure. That um, had to leave countries where there was wars. Yeah. Where they had family members who were killed and executed. Sure. Where they experienced fascist governments. You and I have that in our blood in our family, right? That's true. But there's a lot of other people who don't understand any of that. Yeah. And so they use words and they get away with saying a lot of terrible shit. And a lot of those people tend to be like, you know, especially if we're talking about the United States, like rich white men. Or poor white men. Or poor white men. <laughs> but even, but I'm saying like, we're talking about politicians and all those other fools who say all this terrible... I mean, terrible, a lot of people say a lot of ignorant shit. They say ignorant shit. And a lot of times they say ignorant shit because they've never looked at themselves and never thought about how they are affecting the world around them. What... I see what you're saying, but I guess, I guess, especially when it comes to like gender differences, right? Um, like, if you're gonna say there's no gender difference, no, there is gender. There's all kinds of different. Every I, I, in my book, 
Every person gets to define themselves any way they want. But you said genders are, are... I mean, there's this whole argument that gender is a construct. It is a construct. But I think gender is like a legit... I don't think it's, I don't think it's that... I, I don't know if I'm 100% buying this idea that it's totally imposed by society. I think there's some things that biologically make people tend to be more some kind of way. You don't think that's true? I think it gets tricky because um, even when it gets tricky because not all people, not all people's actions, not all people's mannerisms, not all people's looks, and not all people's like spirits are literally linked to their genitalia. I don't think it's that simple. I think there are people who have a body part that has nothing to do with their existence. Some, yes. So because, if and if we agree on that, then we have to then take a step back and realize that gender is a construct. But that's, but for that person, gender is a construct. Well, no, for the rest of it. It's like, it's like, I don't okay. see, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that's fine for that person. Well, yeah, but, but there's I a lot for, of those people. And there's more, and that's the thing. Those, there's been a lot of those people since the beginning of time. True. So since the beginning of time, then, those people were left out of an equation when there was only two choices they could have. So if, the, so, so if we know that those kinds of people have been around since the beginning of time, people yeah. who are beyond a bifurcated gender, if uh-huh. we know that there's always been the third, fourth, and fifth kinds of people, uh-huh. then splitting it into two has always been a mistake. It's been easy for people to do male and female. It's been easy for us to live our lives I don't, I don't th- in I don't, that way. I don't think because they've always been around. <laughs> I mean, if they're just like, if it's not... I think they've always been around, and they and they definitely are deserving of every kind of equal treatment and proper treatment. And right. we say that they they're outside of these binaries, but if just because you know, I mean, it's I just don't. Well, okay, they're the exception. Most, if you're doing, and it's a generalization, most people probably fall somewhere within that in that binary. More more likely, than I not. think that's that's something that again it goes back to how we're trained. I don't know because the binary is something that that our society has decided to, to approve of. It's, it's... But you don't think there's, like, weird things like... I guess an example is, like, how, like... Like... And I guess... I guess being, um... Gay or straight doesn't... doesn't I guess that doesn't have to do with gender, really, necessarily. And this is where... No, it, it, that, what, it doesn't, and maybe it, it does. I mean, this is where well, I'm... I'm in, actually not like trained enough to dig into that well we're just talking dude. Or we're just talking but I'm so saying yeah. I'm saying like what about like and these are stereotypes that I think are stereotypes because there's some truth to them is about like how like gay dudes are like in general down down for like the hookup because dudes are down for the hookup and like what's the lesbian joke like what do lesbians do on a second date move in together right right so so them as women but these are, are like, still like have this weird commitment e program and there's dudes that are like that too I'm not saying that's, that's not saying. even true that's, but we, these are but just saying, generalizations yeah they are just generalizations right? right I mean but at some point like you're talking about generalizations you know what I mean it's like it's like alright so so people make fun of comedians it's hacky oh what are you talking about the difference between men or women that's like telling someone like who writes a song like oh are you going to write about a, uh, love are you going to write a song about love like yeah I am going to write about these universal things that have come up through time you know what I mean these issues Oh, whoa, look at that. What the fuck? It's like some crazy Dude, military. there's, a, there's a helicopter coming, a plane coming by with those true propelled, like a Harrier jet. Oh, that's fucking sick. Um, 
here's the Wait, thing. Wait, what was I saying? So let me finish no, no, what I was saying. No, no, no. You were saying so universal saying, so, things. So yeah, there's like, universe, like, like saying comedians aren't supposed to talk, attack and talk about men or women is like a songwriter uh, shouldn't write a song about love. And I'm saying like, am I no longer free to say I've noticed things from being a straight dude dating straight women? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't, I don't feel like that should ever be like, if those are things that we notice, those are things that we notice. And we shouldn't pretend like they don't exist just be, so it can accommodate more people. Do you know what I mean? Well, okay. I think if you just take the last thing you said, we should not pretend they don't exist just to accommodate more people. Like, if you take your last statement uh-huh. and apply it to what we're talking about, like, yes, there are tendencies that you may see as tendencies or generalizations that you agree are generalizations. It's really crazy. It's like... Um, it's like a Terminator. It's like the Terminator Two. What they what they take to uh, to fucking. It's like a full on military. Yeah, it's pretty airplane. nuts. Um, yeah, but here's here's the thing. If if we live in a world where, and I would say that I feel that splitting up gender into A and B is not enough for all the many different things that happen both biologically psychically and spiritually then for me something universal like what you're talking about these universal things the universal thing is the plurality the universal thing is the multitude of options that's what's universal well i think we've decided as a country and as as a in our patriarchal societies that we live in where everything is you know male or female everything is a or b the bathroom is either male or female everyone has this kinds of clothes or that kind of clothes but that's not universal that is actually it took it took this universal way of existing and was like nope we're only going to fit them into two little cups so it's like fuck that we have you can do whatever you want you can be whoever you want you can say and define yourself any way you want to define yourself i guess that's what i'm talking about i guess i'm totally down with that but it seems to be like it's not Sometimes easy. Sometimes people are doing that at the expense of other people with more traditional ways of doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, sure, yeah. So, well, they're right, challenging so you want to be, they're challenging you wanna, If yeah. you want to be something in between these things, that's fine. But some, a lot of people are going to live their whole lives not in between these things. You know, well, I mean, both that, of them. And that. I guess, I guess the thing is, is like, you know, uh, there's still like general human human things that everyone can relate to right regardless of gender regardless of gender regardless of all that let me ask you this if there was if you could so you're you're into all this all kinds of things uh you you know dated trans people you've hooked up with dudes you hooked up with women if you had a lab i'm getting now i just want to lighten it up a little lighten it up yeah if you had a lab and you wanted to create you wanted a weird science your ideal mate what would they look like since you're down since you have such a wide palette I don't know. Um, I don't. That's really tricky. I keep thinking of food. They can't be made. I guess they could be made out of food. They could be made out. They could be made out of avocado. (laughs) I dream of a lover made of avocado. (laughs) Who and I would let I would let the avocado self uh, identify and self create themselves. (laughs) And then I would I would love them and I would eat them. You would date a gender free avocado. I would yeah or or gender gender plural what if this avocado didn't want to be eaten that would be too you couldn't date an avocado didn't want to be eaten yeah well maybe not maybe I could just like what slice can I slice like a little off I don't know that's weird that is sick dude that's sick see now (laughs) now I'm turning into a cannibal I don't think cannibalism is is okay well that's good (laughs) I think but I mean I like avocados I mean 
And if you, okay, so now if you have your weird science lab, what are you doing in your weird science lab? I mean, I like uh, uh, voluptuous women. Tall, tall, voluptuous. Tall and voluptuous men and and a, and brunette to 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 dark as fuck anywhere along that range. I like brunettes if they're going to be white, and then and then anywhere to like black or brown or whatever in between there. If they're going to be white, I prefer brunette. That's what I like. But voluptuous, man, and huge. Maybe, man. I guess since I'm weird sciencing it, I mean, I may be like really big. Well, we're talking is, about we're talking about like a seven foot person here. Well, that's what I was thinking for a second. But I'm gonna be honest, and, and I've I've hooked up with some people that are uh, some women that are um, pretty a lot bigger than me. Six two was the largest woman I've ever been with, and it's cool and it's fun. But every once in a while, when you when you go back to hooking up with someone that's like smaller than you, it's you're like, oh, it's way I can have way more maneuvers. You know what I mean? It's like you got you're kind of like you that whole time you're working with that bigger person, you're kind of like working with a handicap, and now it's like you can do all kinds of more different sex maneuvers when someone's shorter so maybe I would like someone who could since you were with someone who's avocado someone who could shape shift between <laughs> between tall and short between yeah maybe you know you know five two in the bedroom seven feet in the streets do you know what I'm saying that's pretty cool I mean seven feet is like seven feet's really tall seven feet is too tall I think because then there you know, what we got we always got to sit in the exit row on the plane you know it was very uncomfortable for her in different in different situations so maybe I'm going to say more like, uh, all right, so she can morph sizes. Ooh, maybe a little, no, she doesn't have to have this permanently. You know what I find kind of hot? This is totally different now. Mm-hmm. I guess this goes in your thing of everything's all, all together. Like, uh, I'm not into like furries, but I kind of like, uh, like, you know, those ears you can put on those ears and maybe like a foxtail, like butt plug or something like that. I think that would be kind of sexy. So you're kind of into the cosplay vibe. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be inside of a whole costume. And and if it's too much effort, if you're doing too... Like, I don't like people who are doing too much. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't dress up. I don't like to dress up as things. I don't like, you know... It's like, oh, how much time do you spend doing this? Just put a put a nice foxtail butt plug up your ass. <laughs> put some fucking uh, ears on a, on a headband on. You don't got to dress up like some kind of uh, weird character. I mean, besides this half so min- fox. Minimal cosplay. This half, yeah, this half raccoon uh, sexy being. Cool. But I wouldn't need those to be permanent parts of her. I mean, I guess if she, I mean, you once you once you said avocado, you really opened up my mind, man. I wasn't even thinking that. You're right. See, I've been thinking binary. I was thinking just a woman. But why doesn't she have powers? You know. Why, and, and again, why isn't she made of food? Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe uh, shrimp. Shrimp comes out of pussy. I don't know about that. <laughs> what do you mean? You got a, you had a whole thing made of avocado, and I can't eat shrimp. See, this is what I'm talking about. This I is just, where the judgment I just, comes. I, yeah, I, I don't eat shrimp. I just I I'm just speaking for myself. No, you said I don't know about that. Like you were judging me for that. I wasn't judging. All right. Well, um, I mean, I just think it gets tricky when you know we're talking right now. What we're doing basically is we're talking about creating this uh, weird science creature. Well, we are literally objectifying well, everything that right, we like. That's like, another. We yes. are we are not being very cool right now. Well, that's another thing. That's another thing about I have to say about objectification. Of course, I see how objectification is wrong because you can't you start to you start to you can't treat people like objects people are people they're human beings they have feelings yeah. you know the most like that. important thing However, in a lover is someone in the, that this is actually something i discovered recently is like say? do they do they love rock and roll <laughs> that's like the number one thing you didn't say that you said avocado man well i know i know i'm saying that avocado is like, classical well yeah 
yeah I mean like if you're asking me what kind of like creature this like magical creature that I want to create sure if they were an avocado that came to life that'd be amazing but the most important thing I would say if in creating my magic lover is like do they like rock and roll is very important but we're talking about see that's what I'm saying is like I get that it's wrong to treat people like objects however when you're talking about physical attractiveness aesthetics that you're looking at something's physical beauty you're True. saying what you visually and tactically tactically find attractive. So, of course, there is a level of objectification in what you find attractive in anybody. You know, why are we pretending like that's not real? Like, that's no, crazy. No, it's, it's real, but there are other times, and there are people who are very much, I think the word is like sapiosexual. What? What is that? Into frogs? We have to Google it, but... Is that a word sapio- frog in Spanish? No. Oh. Uh, this is word in Portuguese, it's frog. Sapo. Sapo. Hold on, I'm going to try to find it. Sapiosexual. That's new. I've never heard of this. Sapiosexual are people who are attracted to um, other people's minds more than anything else. Which is real. I'll tell you that right now is real. I have been. Oh, att- yeah, totally. I have been attracted to people specifically because of how they use their mind. And it has nothing to do with how they look like. And again, this goes back to. You've been a. You, dude. It's are you true. You told me you had a relationship with this person? Uh, no, I haven't been in the relationship with them, but, but it's, it's happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. You find them attractive, but I mean, if you're gonna find, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you're gonna sexually s- attracted to intelligence of the human mind, dude. Who I'm definitely attracted to someone who's super intelligent. Well, but then you were talking about how there's these, you know, that's it, basic. I'm just opening it up. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong for wanting certain things, and being attracted to certain things. I mean, dude, you but there are avocado. S- they don't even have brains. That's that's why I'm saying <laughs> this got really weird, but but what I'm trying to get at is you can also have in your weird science computer brain uh-huh. that you're you know constructing this future lover. Uh-huh. It could just be to make them the coolest and smartest person, and that actually might be more than everything else that's on the surface. Dude, clearly we're you were talking about we're talk, I was talking about creating. You knew what I was talking about when I said weird right, science. Right, we're talking. But about that's why I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back to. I would like someone who, you know, is an avocado that magically produces avocados, like Marvel and superhero style. And loves rock and roll. And loves rock and roll. Yeah. They're well, like, a, and maybe they're, I mean, so there's a certain alien. What's well, another thing? They I love mean, rock and roll. They make avocados. Well, I, how about this? You, I mean, uh, and I think, and I'm not even saying you're doing this disingenuously, but you're trying to be righteous and think more deeply about what you're attracted to. I've heard you tell me you were not attracted to people because of their taste in music. It's now, true. That is superficial. That is kind of crazy. That's a little superficial. Bit, right? It's true. I mean, although I would say I would say good taste, good taste a is what makes good taste makes a good artist, and good taste is kind of is is kind of a good quality. I don't know. It's something good quality to have. It seems kind of snobby, but it is kind of a good. It's quality kind of a good thing. That's where and that's where I become. Uh, yeah, I become. But to me, it's like I become a judger. To me, it's like as long as they have taste, I can respect. That's fine. It could be something that I'm not into. Right. But if I can respect that, then that's cool. But you were hating some. Can I say this? I don't know if this person would just listen don't name. To this. Just don't name All names. Right. You were not into someone because they liked the Beatles. That is the snobbiest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's it's, crazy. It wasn't that I wasn't into them because they liked the Beatles, but if the Beatles is the pinnacle of their musical love and taste, I'm gonna have issue with that. Why? Because there's a lot of other music outside the Beatles. Yeah, but the Beatles. So are great. yeah, so yeah. If you tell me like, yeah, my favorite band is Os Mutantes, I'm like. You're cool. You like other weird shit. 
See, this is that's 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 so that's snobby. See, that's snobby. That is just snobby. Well, I, when you want you like, music, I'm a snob. You I'm like a snob. Basically, the I'm Beatles. I want you to like the Beatles, but the Brazilian uh, trippier version of the Beatles, and that's acceptable. But liking the actual Beatles is not. I mean, dude, they're basically playing the same wrong, kind of music. There's nothing in a way. wrong with liking the Beatles. Okay? Yes, there, to you there is. Okay, there's nothing wrong with liking the Beatles, but if we're gonna if we're gonna have a relationship together, and I'm gonna want to hang out with you a lot and a lot and stuff. I don't want to be listening to the Beatles all the time. Would you want to listen to the Beatles all the time? I mean, not all the time, but I can Boom. listen to a lot Period. of the Beatles. Period. I don't want to listen to anything all the time. Right. There's nothing I want to listen to all the time. Right. But if you was telling me that dating you would mean listening to the Beatles 70% of the time, 67% of the time, I'm in. I'm in. I like the Beatles. I don't have anything wrong with that. I don't really listen to the Beatles that often. I like Rubber Soul a lot. Rubber Soul's good. I like the last one, uh, Abbey Road. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's you don't it. like the White Album, Revolver, and Magical Mystery Tour? They're cool, but I'm. Do I bang them? No, dude, I do. Rubber Soul is great. Rubber Soul is too uh, too ballady. You know, I need I need more rock. That's why I like Revolver a lot of a lot of guitar, all that shit. Revolver's great. It's got that sick, the um, the sitar track too. Yeah, man, all those reverse drums, cool ass lead guitar shit. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's worse to judge someone for liking the Beatles than to judge someone for uh, for their uh, gender binary. I think that's way more judgy. That's well, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, and you know, here we are. We're we're free to have our our uh, our opinions. That's true. What are we gonna? Are you gonna use this green? We're recording this in. Front so of we're in front of the green screen. Yeah. Um, this is where we sh- we should now. Now we're going to play a game where you're just going to say things and then they're going to magically appear behind you if this actually works. We're recording onto a GoPro. I can't see anything. This is going to be bad for podcasting but good for video Good casting. for video. So well, we could have cut it before that. I think it was fine. Well, yeah. Well, we're, we'll, we'll no, we're going to we're going to let's go to the to the to the full right. hour. So, um I want this to be uh chocolate. Chocolate. Uh I want it to be cats. Cats. I want it to be uh large women. I don't know if I'm gonna Google search that. What? Again, I'm this not into the. I'm, obje- saying, I'm not into dude. the objectifying. What? Dude, see, this is crazy. Okay, I'll, I'll Google search large women and see see what we get. What do you mean? Just have a bunch of large women hanging out behind us. But what does that mean? Whatever the fuck you want it to be. Some large women chilling right here. How about large men? Sure. How about that, large people? You ask me what How about I want. Large people. Now, see, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> see, you're judging me because that's what I want. No, no, I'm just now you with want. You. Uh, Okay, so let's just keep this game going. So now, what do you want? What do you want here? Uh, avocados. Okay. Um, gold. Ooh. Gold. Blood. Uh, blood. I want a vegetarian pizza. I want a meat pizza. Meat pizza. Ooh, I want the vegetarian and then the meat pizza to, to make love. Vegetarian and okay, we're gonna have pizzas making love. Yeah, yeah. But I'm no, not... I want to combine our two worlds: the vegetarian and the meat world, symbolizing us. This is where I go. We do a little magical <laughs> sprinkle. That is, if any of this is being captured. I don't. I don't know if this is being. We're in front of a green screen. No, no, no. I think it is. Is I it really it is. happening? I think it's totally working. Um, what about my shirt? I don't what know. Should, I, what should my shirt be made of? Um, anything. This is also green. I don't think it works like that. I think it has to be the same color green. I'm. Gonna, we're gonna try. We're gonna see what, right. what we can do in After Effects. Um, but here, let's let's play a little game. Hey, I'm I'll, in Delaware. Whoa, Delaware. In Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll say a word. And then you, I'll ask you a question. You respond the quickest thing. Okay. Funniest comedian of all time. 
I, I thought Chappelle for some reason. Chappelle. Right. Um, worst comedian of all time? I thought Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Whoa. I kind of like Carrot Top. He's not the worst. You said the worst thing that came to my head. I'm just telling you the things that came okay. up quick. They're, I don't I don't. Greatest think. joke you ever heard, either the joke or where you heard it. Uh, Woody Allen's The Moose. What's the, you got to tell the joke. Oh, it's I can't. It's a perfectly worded, like, two-minute bit where every three words is a punchline and it tells a story and it all wraps up in the end. It's... The most beautiful joke ever written. Woody Allen's The Moose. Woody Allen's The Moose. We're going to Google that. We'll yeah. throw it on the green screen. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be cool is if, like, you just still frame us and then throw him doing the bit in the background. Okay. We can probably do that. This would be the moment where we freeze. I shot a moose once. <laughs> I didn't mean to break it to you that way. <laughs> I shot a moose was hunting upstate New York in the woods. I tied the moose onto the fender of my car and I drove back home. But I didn't realize that the bullet had not penetrated the moose, but had just creased its scalp, knocking it unconscious. I'm driving home along the highway and I'm going through a tunnel the moose woke up. So I'm driving with a live moose on my fender. And the moose is signaling for a turn. And there's a law in New York State against driving with a conscious moose Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. All right, I don't know what to do. I'm panicky. I realize some friends of mine are having a costume party. I'll go with the moose. I'll ditch him at the party. It wouldn't be my responsibility. So I drive to the party. I go up to the front door. The moose is next to me. I knock on the front door. The host comes to the door. I say, hello. You know the Solomons. <laughs> we go in. The moose starts to mingle. Goes to the buffet table. Some guy tries to sell him insurance. <laughs> the moose is doing great, meanwhile, you know. He's scored. <laughs> Twelve o'clock comes. They judge who's got the best costume of the night. First prize goes to the Berkowitzes. <laughs> a married couple dressed in a moose suit. <laughs> the moose comes in second. <laughs> the moose is furious. He and the Berkowitzes lock antlers in the living room. <laughs> they knock each other unconscious. Now I figure I'll get rid of them for good. I pile them on the fender and speed up to the woods. But I got the Berkowitzes. <laughs> driving along with two Jewish people on my fender. There's a law in New York State. The next morning, the Berkowitzes wake up in the woods in a moose suit. Mr. Berkowitz is shot, stuffed, and mounted. 
at the New York City Golf Club. And the joke is on them because they don't allow Jews. Okay, we're back. Um, <laughs> let me keep going along that question. The worst time you ever had as a stand-up comedian, the place you were, and maybe if you remember the joke you were telling. The worst, when you felt you were going to die. I mean, there's times I literally forgot, thought I was going to die. Like, I did this gig with this guy. He was kind of like the Suge Knight of comedy in the Northwest. I drove all the way up there with some other comedians. I was the only white guy on the bill. He overbooked it. There were supposed to be three comics. There was like five. And they were all staring, staying at his place afterwards. And he's super drunk. And we're all lying on these couches and stuff. He's like, man, you're, so, you're funny as fuck. He's like, man, you're so funny. I want to choke you. He's like, man, you're so funny. I want to kill you. And no one's laughing, and we're just, I'm just lying there in the dark. And then that was, and that was, that was one time I thought I was actually going to die. Then there's a few times I've been booed off stage. I mean, I've done, I've been through some shit. But I would say probably like at that point it seemed a little bit dangerous because that guy was threatening to choke me, and he could have. He was very large. But you didn't, you didn't get choked. No, I waited around to get paid for three more days in this guy's house like a hostage, and then I just gave up and drove back to the bay by myself. Wow. Yeah. Was this in the beginning of the Louis Katz comedy career? Yeah, yeah. This was a, a different era. A different era. Although I would still... Pierre, if you're up there and you're still booking gigs, hit me up. I will come back and work for you. <laughs> That's how desperate I am. Just don't don't choke him. Yeah. Or if you do choke him, that could be your celebrity choke tape. <laughs> no, man. I don't want to... I don't, is, there, is that a thing? Celebrity choke tape? I'm, I'm sure. I, I have done sets for him before. He did this one, like... like uh, um, this show somewhere in Washington it was like I've done some hood shows but this was the hoodiest show I've ever done there was dudes with like <laughs> they were like um, I forget if they were Bloods or Crips but definitely one or the other it was like all blue all red and then they had those like um, I forget what they're called when it's like like little little black girls wear them those braids but then they have the um, balls hanging out on the bottom the mm-hmm. plastic things but it was like the two little turny yeah 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 the two like uh, plastic balls but it was like tough ass gangster dudes with their hair like that you know what I mean like you're a real thug if you're doing your hair like that you know and they were they, was just a, they were like tough looking crowd but I did well they were nice you was, didn't get killed no I mean I used to do all kinds of like because Louis, Louis comedy goes on goes into a lot of dangerous territory yeah well I used to literally go into when I was living in the bay I would do shows in, in Oakland and Richmond and, and they would be like not hood-ish or or there would be rooms in the hood you know I mean I'm doing these weird rooms in front of weird people but I'll tell you now man, you just called them weird people Louie dude they were weird people I perform in front of all kinds of people all the time I'm telling you this is the coolest the one, I always say this is the coolest thing about stand up comedy he's like I go into rooms full of all kinds I go into rooms that are all black dude it's weird for me to go into a room of all middle aged people in the midwest that's just as as, as foreign to me as you that's would say going as, yeah, into an all black room and the thing is man a well written joke is a well written joke it works in all those places, and it's really cool to see these people that have. When I come in, I'm saying I have nothing in common with these people, and then and we do have something in common. We all laugh at these same jokes. It's very cool, and it happens with. And, and these people would be surprised if they could see each other in these different rooms enjoying these same jokes. I wish they could appreciate it too, the way I, I could see it. You know. Well, laughter is this universal thing that unites us all. Well, music is a universal thing. Music for sure. Yeah, but laughter is part of that too. I think. Yeah, but I mean, music is more powerful. You know, you, there's no there's no comprehension in music. There's more feeling. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to laugh, you know, it's universally funny. Slapstick, Chaplin, funny to everybody. He's clowning around. He's doing wacky shit. You have to get a joke, and some people are not going to get every joke. Right. You know because what I mean? Like language. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd think that that hip hop wouldn't be popular everywhere because it's so word based. 
It is, because they can feel it. They can feel the energy from it, you know what I mean? And, and, and even if you don't understand the language. Right, the energy in the music. Yeah. Energy in the vocal, even. Yes. Even if you don't understand what people are saying. Totally. Totally. So that's why I, I always say music is more powerful than, than comedy. And music is the universal. Yeah, music is amazing. Yeah. Drumming. It all goes back to drumming. Hell yeah. Um, beats. Beats. So, what are some things coming up for uh, Louis Katz? Well, this is the podcast I started. I'd appreciate it if you listen to that. It's the Louis Katz podcast. It's new. It's hot. A lot of people are talking about it. How do we find it? Uh, it's in iTunes. It's called Louis Katz Podcast. That's my name, Louis Katz. Spell it L-O-U-I-S-K-A-T-Z. And, uh, and uh, it's on iTunes and all that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter with that name. Also, I don't know how many listeners we got in Europe, but I'm doing a European tour. This is the coolest thing I got coming European up right now. European tour? Yeah. When are you going? I'm going May 1st. Three shows in Sweden. Some shows in Latvia, Estonia, and Helsinki. And then I'm trying to work out some shows in Norway as well. And I'll know about those shortly. But check out my website. They'll have all the dates. Why don't you tell me your promotional stuff so I can promote you on my website? Yeah, promotional. Well, let me say, Oscar is, 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 is a phenomenal musician and a great artist. So he's got stuff that you should check out as well. So why don't you go ahead and tell so me. So Sister, uh, Sister Mantos is the band that I... Um, I that's my, my thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of my things, one of my many things, but my thing where I've been uh, recording and writing music for the last couple of years. Um, we just finished a video about uh, three or four weeks ago that you can see on YouTube. So YouTube slash Sister Mantos, S-I-S-T-E-R-M-A-N-T-O-S. And uh, we're also going on a tour uh, to Europe in the summer. Cool. In uh, late June, early July. So we'll be playing a whole bunch of uh, new songs, actually, because we'll have a new record coming out uh, by the summer. All new songs? All well, yeah, all new songs and uh, and some some cover songs. Because now we're kind of turning into a reggae band a little bit, <laughs> which is cool. Which has kind of always been my dream. And actually, funny enough, it kind of brings us back to when we started playing music. Yeah, yeah. We were basically playing in like a punk reggae funk band. Yeah. Well, we, we we had a band in so it would be in the mid '90s, which sounds crazy now. We had How a band in the mid '90s. Yeah, it was called, I have a tattoo of the band. Yeah, called No Skills. No Skills. There it is. There it is. And uh, and yeah, we played we played punk songs, we played funk songs, we played reggae. It seemed like it was the time when that was kind of like a thing. All these different kind of genres kind of came out. You know, the Beastie Boys were crossing things. The Fugees were kind of doing that too. Right. And it was Google Planets. Yeah. Had been yeah. big with like this like really good jazz yeah. slash hip hop. Yeah. Mixing the genres together. And yeah. I guess so. You're finally coming and doing that again. I guess. Yeah. I actually I think I've I've kind of kind of like come full circle with it. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. Also. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I also am working on a piece aside from Sister Mantis, which is a musical, a new musical project for myself. Um, which I think that's going to see the light of day maybe by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, which it doesn't really. I don't have. I don't have any of. I don't have it very far yet. But it's uh, something more um, interactive with video and sound, and that also deals with being someone who is who is uh, an immigrant and who. Um, and dealing with the word alien in its many funny ways and the many like emoji alien life that we live but also alien as a term um, that's used politically uh, and that's given to certain people so I'm 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 basically working on a project on that right now I've I've started to work on some video and some sound that's interesting you should use ALF ALF might make an appearance you should use that stuff though I need to watch Alpha again. Well, I mean, there is kind of interesting the way we like, you know, these different ideas of these 
the, the way we apply that word to people. You know yeah. what someone posted this is, the other day? You probably thought about this before. I don't know. I hear about all, you know, I, I've learned about those things where there's these word things where they, I know this is going back in the podcast. We should have wrapped it up. Can no, we, we can quick? finish it up. Yeah, we've got another five minutes. Okay. Uh, just about about those things like different words and things like that, like how like, uh, uh, like in, uh, in our country, like a, a you know, freedom fighter versus a terrorist, right? It's all about right. the point of view and stuff point like that. Point of view, exactly. Right? And someone pointed out how like uh, there's immigrants and then there's expats. Like white, oh, yeah, white people course. get to be expats. White I never people, thought yeah. about that before. It's true. It's true. Although I, I guess it is, it is different. I was thinking if there is because it seems like there's slightly a slight difference, right? Like an immigrant is coming to a place to help ho- hope to like um, move up economically. I think that's somewhat implied. Maybe. Whereas yeah. an expat is saying like. I made it economically. I'm going to go live in a place. I'm going to live in another place by choice. Whereas like an immigrant is moving by necessity and an expat is moving by choice. So I'm wondering if, if those two words are, are that thing or not. I think, I mean, I think, I think you can, you can argue what you're saying for sure. I think that's makes sense. But that argument goes back to you still lump all people of color as immigrants is what ends up happening. You yeah. Know? Even though there's plenty of actually of people of color without tons of money. And travel between countries, you know. You're right. You're right. It's <coughs> like if what I was saying was true, that would be fine. But people are doing they're doing. There's other things with race involved with that right. that they kind of change up. Which I think is something that you know, going back to where we started our conversation, race, racism, sexism, um, splism, homophobia, transphobia. All these things are things that are existing on our planet at all times, which we don't always remember. We don't always think about. Which is why words get really crazy, which is why we have a lot of work to do on our planet, um, to try to love each other better, and also to try to somehow dismantle all these terrible, oppressive things, which is really tricky, but it's something that, again, is part of our work. But anyway, so yeah, it's, well, man, it's tricky. Well, man, you just got to you know, live your life and be nice to people as much as possible, you know? And, it's hard and, to get other people to change. And, cha- and I think, and you have to, and this is where we, you know, we go back to, and, and we have to speak up and we have to challenge things when we see them that, that are going wrong, you know? You think so? I think that's where we. we I, don't I know think if you that's can make where that's where we're at. We're, at. we're at a moment where we're challenging, we're challenging our language right now. I think as a people in America, I would say. I guess I don't know. Sometimes I'm just not sure if. Uh, I'm I'm never sure how much it's worth it. I've had people say shitty things, and as usually I'm just like, this person's just a shitty person. They're going to continue to be a shitty person. What is the point of bringing this up? I'm just going to make an awkward moment for both of us. I think it's important to bring up the awkward moments. I think it's important to have the conversations. I know I got to be better at this. Yeah. Kind of non-confrontational, man. It's just like I know not. It's like am I? I'm just. Oh, now I know not to. I don't want to associate with you in the future. Right. Check. I've realized that and in peace. But I guess I could say something. You know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think you know if I if I say something wrong, um, or if I or well, not the word wrong, but if I say something that is insensitive or offensive or rude, I want to know that I'm saying that. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I, True. you know, so it's good when we call each other out. It's good when we see something that's going weird and we're like, that's weird. That's not all right. Yeah. I guess sometimes I feel like it's all about communication and dialogue. dialogue. And a lot of pointing that out, it's like, man, you keep telling me what I'm saying is I'm just a horrible person when you say it to me. Right. Why would I, why would I want to continue having a dialogue? Why would someone want to ha- continue having a dialogue with someone who's always telling them that their half of the dialogue is incorrect? Do you know what I mean? Somehow it's not, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's just how it's got to go. I don't know. This these is, I'm just posing things. I don't these, know the answers. These are things we're working on. This is our society. Because you and I both agree, we're our, we got a lot of work to do on the, in this in this world. There's a lot of shit. We got some good shit, but there's a lot of shit. There's I a lot mean, of, man, 
There is a lot of shit, I'm especially just, outside of our country. It's it's crazy. I mean, dude, if I could just, uh, you know, I need a gig for next week. I don't know if I'm going to fix racism. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can do that. Right. Well. But yeah, you could. Everyone contributes in their own little way, and hopefully, it all adds up. You know? And yeah. You, if you, I I don't know. I think of it as more like a some butterfly effect shit. You know? It's, I don't know if you've seen this great movie with Ashton Kutcher. No, I'm just kidding. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you do little things and they gradually add up and they spread you know what I mean and, right. and it's like you can you, I think you have more I don't know you know what I mean it's like you try and live your life well and, and deal with people around I guess you can't affect people like that I think so yeah I don't know once I tried to shame someone who was just cutting in line this lady cut in line I was waiting in, like for an hour for a movie and then she just she did the thing where she comes in front of the line she's on her cell phone you know it's people because they think no one will talk to them right and I said to her I'm like so you really you're just going to cut in line and she goes yeah and I didn't have anything to say after that. Do you know what I mean? I did my thing. I shamed her. That was the that was the time I tried to confront somebody. It didn't work out. You know, I gotta I gotta have more planned out things I'm gonna say after like afterwards. Like you're a horrible person. Or, you're everything that's wrong with our country or something like that, right? Yeah. Although that probably wouldn't have worked anyway. Exactly. It's okay. Oh hi. No, this is cool. Come, Come by. This is yeah. real. It's real. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, it's cool. Some random runner. Yeah. Over here. Thank you. No problem. And uh, there you go, everybody. That see, that's live, live recording. I guess it's not live TV, but that's live. the secret. That's me manifesting. Um, so yeah, we're we're uh, <laughs> we've reached our hour. Oh yeah. Um, this okay. has been the first of the new installments of our tracks, which is a live video recording with an artist discussing stuff like we did. Um, and this was also. Louis Cat's podcast. Louis Cat's podcast. We're combining things. Combining forces. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we probably said a lot of things that um, are uh, yeah, crazy, real, tricky, honest, honest, um, problematic, problematic. So if you have a problem with it, deal with it. Yeah. That's um, what I said. That's not what he said. That's not what I said. But that's what he said. Ah. But yeah, I don't think we said anything problematic. This is what I'm saying. If anything that you've heard was problematic, if two people having an honest discussion with these things is problematic, then there then there is no answer. I was saying globally you know problem. Just, we were talking about men things. You gotta people Real gotta things. be people. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you having two people having an honest discussion. If you and I can't have this honest discussion, what hope is there for the world? Waterfall and doves. <laughs> Waterfall and doves. Peace, y'all. Thanks Peace. for listening to our tracks. Slash leave. Put- Podcast. Louis Katz Podcast. Louis Katz Podcast. I didn't want to give it a name. Why? Why? I already have a brand. It's me. Back. Is that it? That yeah. one? That's it.